Hello and welcome to the Opposite Effect Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Diodato. I am one of your co-hosts, Dave Worth. And we are at day uh, 9,000 of the Trump presidency. It is and, so... Uh, I, I am... I am... I'm old enough that I remember February. Here's, here's what I wish. I wish that one day we would do this podcast... And it would not be related to the current administration. Yeah, I would love to be like, hey, did you hear about this jackass thing that fucking uh, uh, fucking Noam Chomsky said? Right. No, I mean, Noam Chomsky's more or less fine. Um, but uh, well, yeah, know, a little variety. A little variety. Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd, love to, I'd love to go nonpartisan and start yelling at Michael Moore because that shithead says sh- weird yeah. shit all the time. But unfortunately, the cream of the douche rises to the top. Uh, it and- sure as shit does. This is another way of saying I wish Donald Trump hadn't been right. I am very tired of winning. Yes, so tired. Oh my god, we have won I so need, much. I need and a winning I am nap. So tired of it. Uh, so let's get let's get right into our crazy Trump tweets. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think. Well, let me let me tell you a little bit about my Saturday. Can I can I can I set a scene? Sure. All right, I'm gonna set a scene. I'm assuming it was mostly brunch related. Oh my gosh, yes, it's so brunch related. Um, I woke up uh, probably at like seven eh, thirty. I have trouble sleeping in these days mm-hmm. because I keep waking up in a terrible fear, mm-hmm. um, uh, shocked awake, like, <laughs> as if like did it happen? <laughs> it's still here. All right, everything's still here. Okay, cool. Uh, my wife was away over the weekend, so it was like I, I, I didn't have her to calm me down. So I just shocked awake <laughs> and, you know, sort of shook the sweat off and then went out into the living room and put on a pot of coffee and sat myself down and played a little Simpsons tapped out, you know, still playing that game mm-hmm. from like three years ago. Which is sad. It, parentheses sick. <laughs> I am a bad or sick guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, then I was like, you know what? I want to ruin my day. What's going on on Twitter? Right off the top. Right just off the top. Right just, off the top. Get, you know, it's, it, W.C. Field once said, I like to start each day with a smile and get it out of the way. I figured, let's start the day with Twitter. Get that shit handled. Right, because only good things live there. And then I can go on. I can, the, after that, I can go to the farmer's market in peace. I can go <laughs> meet a friend for brunch yeah. and not feel good and, and anymore. They, and, uh, and what did you happen upon? Well, I open up my computer. I turn it on. I do, do the twi- I log into the Twitter machine. And everybody is basically tweeting some variety of, Oh no. <laughs> oh no, the president. Oh no. And I you know what? I go back to with Twitter. I've been on Twitter since 2008 and uh real Donald Trump I think's only been around since like 2011, 2010. So I I I predate him, but also I've seen him at work, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, this is my first rodeo with Donald Trump. Yeah. I was, you've seen some crazy. I'm th- I'm sitting there now with coffee in hand going, all right, wow me. Let me take a great big sip of this coffee <laughs> while I read the supposed crazy, oh my God, coffee everywhere. Five spit takes in a row. <laughs> Five spit takes in a row. <laughs> Literally trying to get my wife who was on a boat. My wife was on a cruise ship uh, teaching people how to improvise and like not in any kind of contact. So just firing emails at her. When you get to the port, oh my God, you got to look at this. This is the craziest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, stay on the boat. Stay it's the, on the only boat. place that's safe. <laughs> Just keep staying in your natural waters. Even if you get the norovirus, it's better than what yeah. we've got here. Poop on the deck. It's fine. It's you're gonna. You, that's what it caught. That's what it does, right? Yeah, you go crazy with poops. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the, that's the cruise ship disease. Um, speaking of going crazy with poops, Trump tweeted a bunch on Saturday. Yeah. And my, here are his tweets. What do, you want to just rock through them? Let's just one one after another. Um, he goes on a run. As he sometimes does. Yeah, I mean, not, you, not a physical run. The man does not run. Right. You've probably heard these, but we're going to just we're, we're gonna, we'll knock them we're out. We're going to knock them out. March 4th. Terrible. Just found out that Obama had my, quote, wires tapped, end quote, in Trump, Towers, in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism. 
Just for the record, what time was that? That was at 6.35 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one. Uh, is, is it legal for, for a, and it looks like there was a fight, by the way, because he was, he had been tweeting about Jeff Sessions meeting with the Russian ambassador, Mm -hmm. and it looked like those two were scheduled to happen, or somebody else was also tweeting at that point, like there may have been an Mm -hmm. Android iPhone thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm skipping those, uh, because they fell in between it. But the next one in this run... Is it legal for a sitting president to be, quote, wiretapping, end quote, a race for president prior to an election turned down by court earlier? A new low. So that happened. Mm -hmm. Next one. I'm taking notes as we go. Sure. I'd bet a good lawyer could make a great case out of the fact that the that President Obama was tapping my phones in October just prior to election. Then the next one. How low has President Obama gone to tap? Two Ps. The internet had a lot of fun with that. Uh, my phones during the very sacred election process. This is Nixon slash Watergate. Bad parentheses, or sick, close parentheses, guy. And finally, Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't voluntarily leaving The Apprentice. He was fired by his bad, parentheses, pathetic, close parentheses, ratings, not by me, sad end to a great show. So here's the thing. (laughs) The only one? Yeah. If you are sound asleep, in your bed at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then a bunch of members of the intelligence community burst into your room and say, Hey, five months ago, somebody tapped your phone. Right. We need to tell you this right now while you're on, like, while you're not at the White House. Um, you're going to be pissed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's absolutely. clearly what's happened. That's here. clearly what happened. I mean, he was at Mar-a-Lago. Right. And this came to him. And he gets that knock on the door. He gets that knock on that door. Mr. President, I'm so sorry. I, James Comey, am so yeah. sorry this to interrupt your sleep. But yeah. as the director of national intelligence, I need to tell you that a bad or sick guy was up the wazoo at Trump Tower. He didn't find anything, but he was tapping since October. Right. And then he turned to him and he said, wait a minute, is that legal? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe ask... Get a good lawyer on it. Yeah. It's like, well, can I think of a good lawyer? I feel like I should probably know the king of all lawyers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I did literally just tweet about him like three minutes ago, but if I just think of a good lawyer. Well, anyway, let me send some more angry, terrible tweets about this yeah. incredibly illegal act I am claiming happened right. as fact. Let me send some more fucking insane tweets about it. But, but, but there, is, there is some genuine compassion there yeah. because he could just say, screw Obama. But he's concerned because he's like, this bad, or maybe sick. Maybe Maybe something's wrong. Maybe, did anybody check on Obama? Is he sick? Is there something wrong with him? Yeah. Maybe he's the paranoid, crazy, delusional one. Right. I mean, it's quite possible that all this terrible stuff happened because this poor man, at the end of his presidency, just became very ill. Yeah. Because he was so worried about losing the election that he wasn't in. Yeah. That he tapped the phone lines the for somebody. very sacred election. Right. We all agree. Very sacred. Right. Yeah. I mean, the election, the electoral process. Right. You wouldn't want information getting out, like from WikiLeaks or something like that. No, no. During no. the election, because that's very sacred. It's very sacred. It must not be interfered with. Right. Except for when it is. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course... The only thing really more important than this is who's hosting the uh, Celebrity Apprentice. Right. The the thing I like really love the most about this tweet run 
is that Donald Trump is the executive producer of the uh, yes of the Apprentice and the president mm-hmm. at the same time because he can be both. He shouldn't be. He, uh, no, but apparently the presidency is a part-time job, mm-hmm. as evidenced by him taking every weekend off. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, we established that he's getting intelligence briefings at six o'clock in the morning on yes, Saturdays. But clearly, you know, whatever. Um. My favorite thing about that particular tweet is that Arnold Schwarzenegger could be fired by ratings. Mm-hmm. Like ratings become sentient mm-hmm. and fire him, which I assume is something that can happen. Yeah. Oh, no. that They form a monster of some kind and <laughs> and come together. And, and wander into Arnold Schwarzenegger's manse Yeah, fire um, him. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of ink spilled in the only four days since this happened. A lot, of, a lot of people have said a lot of things and thought a lot of things about these tweets. I don't know that I can personally add a huge amount more than we already have uh, to that pile to illuminate things. Um, except to say, I feel like we're in good hands. <laughs> We're in really good hands. There's a a calm presence with its hand on the tiller mm-hmm. guiding the uh, uh, steamership America boldly towards uh, a, a bright rising sun. <laughs> no. 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 I'm not going to even let you play that metaphor. No. <laughs> or that whatever. Uh Here's what I like, and I don't know if it's for evil or good, but I'm going to assume it's for for good. And I never say this about Lindsey Graham, but I'm going to say that he may be doing something for good. Okay. I appreciated the fact that the very next day he had a town hall. Yeah. And he came out and he's like, look, either it's true yeah. and it's a big scandal, or it's not true right. and it's a big scandal. So let's play it out. Let's just let's, game, let's, let's just do some game theory here. Yeah, you know what? Like let's let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah. If you if you think that this is true, let's take you on your word on it. Let's, yeah. let's actually play this let's, out and find out what happens. Uh which I appreciate because yeah. I'm relatively confident that um that Obama didn't like put on a janitor suit, <laughs> sneak into the bottom of the building. No. Like, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, things said about the way surveillance has to work legally in this country, mm-hmm. and Obama can't say you have to go surveil that guy. Thanks to Richard Nixon. Um, with that said, if you told me Obama personally ordered a wiretap against Trump, I'd be like, that "Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense." I wouldn't be he's mad. An existential threat to the country. Mm-hmm. What'd you find? Yeah. Um, well, but, I'm a, I'm a, but I mean, like, you know, like the fucking crooked media guys were all like, yeah, here's what he did. He he ordered a wiretap personally. He had us break in. We tapped the shit out of him, found all kinds of evidence, and then we did nothing. We rode off into the sunset. <laughs> Obama went paragliding with fucking Richard Branson and nobody did shit. He, my wife asked me a question that I did not know the answer to. Um, she said, like, well, I'm sure they do a background check before a person becomes president to make sure that this isn't possible, right? I'm sure they investigate them to, you know, within an inch of their lives just to make sure. I think that's the electoral process. I think that's what we rely on. I don't think there's no. Right, but there's no official. There's no official. I think that's a very interesting question. I don't know if you have to pass, like. You definitely have to pass certain background checks to be classified, to be handling classified data. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that the president but has do, to do that. The president's right. a civilian. Right. Like, in, in theory, um, he has to know that information. So you couldn't, like, yeah. you couldn't so there, say no. There are, there are some deep state, like, conspiracy theorists who are there like, are. I'm not saying that are there are. saying aren't, that but. he's not getting a lot of data right now. Yeah. They don't believe that he's... But I mean, but I mean, theoretically, like, there's nothing... If everybody was sort of, like, cool with it, 
Like, there's nothing stopping somebody who is shady for just not to look in their background. Like, clearly, right. I feel like it's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. The, 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 Trump's, like, had mob ties. Trump has had business relations in Russia for years. Trump has gotten money from Russia for years. The theory, uh, among the theories is that when, when Trump's businesses went completely south around the time his Atlantic casino started going belly up and before, um, creditors in this country wouldn't touch him anymore. But it's a pretty good place to hide a lot of, like, rubles mm-hmm. if you just fund Trump. Yes. And then there's sort of a method to his businesses continuously tanking. They just, the money disappears. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, let's move on to our next, uh, our next tweet. Our next tweet. All right. So. And then we'll get into our main topic. Yeah. Or topics. Um, Trump on uh, March 7th uh, was apparently watching Fox and Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Fox and the Friends put up a graphic about how 122 prisoners released from Guantanamo uh, over the lifetime of Guantanamo. There's been, I think, a couple thousand have gone through it. Mm. There's something like 45 left in it. So, you know, that's actually a pretty low recidivism rate, but 122 have rejoined the battlefield in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of ink again has been spilled on what does it mean to rejoin the battlefield are they just people who are in battlefield battlefield situations have any of them actually killed it's a little unclear it's a little unclear how you how you add these numbers up um but fox and friends put the graphic up 122 recidivist prisoners from guantanamo what's obama doing why would he release all those people that are clearly a danger to america well this was donald trump's question so he tweets 122 vicious prisoners released by the Obama administration from Gitmo have returned to the battlefield. Just another terrible decision. Over 100 of those prisoners were released by Bush. But but Bush is Republican. But, but, and Obama didn't release those prisoners. And and here here's the thing. We were talking about this a little bit before we got on, uh, before we started recording this. Uh, sometimes when people break a law and they go get punished, they break that law again anyway. That was the word you were referring to earlier, recidivism. Yes. Um, a certain percentage are, are career criminals or just bad people or whatever. Right. Like, let's say you steal a car. Yeah. Um, you steal a car and you get caught, you yeah. go to prison, but you don't go to prison for the rest of your life. No, you got to make the next Fast and the Furious movie. Yes, exactly. Uh, you do your time. Yeah. You get out and hopefully you've turned things around. No, it's all about family for me. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so by the logic there... Uh, now, I know that terrorism was a little bit different. We don't know what they did to get in there. But by the logic there, if there is a chance that a person will commit a crime, yeah, then you should commit a crime. keep them in jail forever. Right. I would like to introduce you to our Attorney General, Jeff Sessions, <laughs> because I'm sure he's going to buy what you're selling right now. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing about Guantanamo is, like, let's say you got in there accidentally. You're, you had some, like, you had met, like, mm-hmm. some terrorist, you know, at a mosque and yeah, got I, caught up in this whole or thing. Or I was sent to Dubai to steal Ferraris for a shake. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> I don't even know if that's one of the plots of one of those movies. But I, yeah. I thought for a minute there was a, that, there was a chance that that was the plot of uh, Harold and Kumar going to Guantanamo. Because <laughs> um, that is the second one. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, like, let's say you get accidentally sent there. Sure. You did nothing. You did nothing to deserve it, which which has been the case. Yeah. For a non insignificant number of people who went to Guantanamo, and then they lock you away with no trial, um, uh, nothing specifically to hold you against, no ability to communicate with your family, uh, a a non insignificant amount of torture, 
uh, and both psychological and physical. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you are like the coach of the local baseball team, All America, I eat hot dogs every weekend. After that experience, you're going to feel like death to America too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, like we I, may pay, have, I pay my taxes and I feel like death to America. Right. We like, may have made 122 terrorists. Like, we don't know, yeah. like, what percentage of those people actually did some shit and what percentage of people were like, look, I wasn't into this whole ISIS thing, but. But then I got taken from my home, put in Cuba, was forced to listen to fucking Metallica 24 7. A guy shocked my nuts. I took three years for them to prove that I didn't do anything. Then my old country wouldn't take me back because I'm on a list. So they had to fucking send me to Yemen. Uh, Yemen's a hole. Have you noticed Yemen's like terrible? Yeah, I'm, there, also there's a lot of Al-Qaeda people around here. Maybe they. Maybe I'm going to buy what they're selling. Right. And then you got all kinds of street rep. If you oh, if you walk out of Guantanamo Bay and are like, and go to Yemen and go like, to, like I'm sorry, your choices are like goat herder or like fucking badass who sa- who survived Gitmo. Right. The book deal alone. <laughs> the, the Yemen book deal. Oh man. Uh, just for the record, you you equated of equal distress mm-hmm. in that story, uh, shock to the balls. Uh, and listening to Metallica. Well, I'm talking about mid-period Metallica, which is pretty fucking bad. Okay, I, you know, I just focus almost exclusively on Enter Sandman. Like, oh, that stuff's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, the latest album, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, that's our show. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the charity we're supporting this week is Metallica. Because <laughs> they need it. Oh, yes, they do. Um, so anyway, uh, you want to get into... Uh, uh, we're going to talk about two different things this yeah, week. Yeah, which one do we want to handle first? Uh, you want to go EPA? Let's talk about the EPA, guys. Uh, or as I call it, the EPA. Uh-huh. You know, because when, when the cabinet was being put together, they're like, hey, let's bring in some guys who will shake things up. Yeah. You know, really like look at the departments and, and figure out the best way to handle it. So uh, who better to help the EPA uh, than a guy who sued the EPA 45 times? Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, does not believe in in climate change. Yeah, Scott Pruitt is his name, and Scott Pruitt uh, just today uh, gave a, gave a little interview with CNBC, Ooh. the boring NBC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you like NBC, but yeah. not the content parts? Yeah, <laughs> try CNBC, uh, yeah. and and not the not the like super liberal liberal. MSNBC. No, 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 no. We do you do you <laughs> You want the manila envelope version of NBC? Uh, do you like ABC but hate all the thinking? <laughs> uh nothing worse than all the opinions. Anyway, CNBC. Now that we've totally shit all over it. Did a good did a We're sorry, good. CNBC, if you're listening. Uh they're not. Uh, they, they're not allowed to. <laughs> you have a, we have a blocker on iTunes? No, they just stay in there. They just stay indoors until it's time to go okay. on air and have to sit. All right. Well, I, d- d- anyway, get to, get to your, get to your thing. <sighs> anyway, enough making fun of CNBC. CNBC does good work. They had a fucking interview, as a matter of fact, with the Scott Pruitt, he- new head of the EPA, uh, also known as the Environmental Protection Agency. Mm-hmm. Agency that exists for environmental protection. And I'm just, I'm going to read a quote. Um, I think that the measuring with precision, I think that measuring with precision human activity on the climate is something very challenging to do. And there's tremendous disagreement about the degree of impact. So no, I would not agree that it's, and here he's talking about carbon dioxide, in the atmosphere, uh, I would not agree that it carbon dioxide is a primary contributor to the global warming that we see. Now, even if you are pretty climate change denier, mm-hmm. um, you'll still buy carbon dioxide as a thing that's having an effect because maybe. You had science in fifth grade. 
And they sort of explained how that works. Yeah, CO2, when put in the... The thing that carbon... Uh, okay. The thing that climate change deniers uh, never say is that carbon dioxide has no effect. They mm-hmm. say that we're not putting enough carbon dioxide in the atmosphere to have an effect. Mm-hmm. Or that other there are other mitigating factors. But since literally we discovered carbon dioxide, we knew it could affect the environment... Since right. the fucking industrial revolution, the evidence has been there of its ability to do so. Yes. If you if you are one of the people out there listening um, that has a child uh, that is doing one of those science fairs, probably those kids know how that science works. Yeah. Um, it should be noted, and this is from the CNBC story on this, uh, this is another quote. The statement contradicts the public stance of the agency Pruitt leads. The Mm -hmm. EPA's webpage on the causes of climate change states, carbon dioxide is the primary greenhouse gas that is contributing to the recent climate change. It's also at odds with with NASA and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and every scientific body, including 97% of the active climate scientists in the world according to meta-studies. So, I mean, this guy is perfectly the EPA. It's really, it's going to do great, great work. Why would he do this? Why would Trump do this? Here, here's what I'm trying to figure out. Why not just, like, fire everybody? Yeah, just shut the organizations down. Yeah, like, like at the, them. yeah, like at this point, like, are you just trying to not? I, I assume it's just trying. To, they're, they're trying to not get shit, you know. Like they're, they're like they know that if they were just like, hey, we're shutting the EPA down, yeah, that like there'd be riots in the streets from like a decent percentage of people sure. who say like that's not great. Yeah, I mean, I, what I don't, I don't under. You can steal this money <laughs> and 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 run evil businesses quietly. <laughs> but if you do this this publicly, then we all see it. Right. And and the thing is, nobody's looking for an interview with the head of the EPA. No, yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about you know who the head of the EPA was before this? Neither do I. Nobody knows. I mean, some people do, but do you? Honestly? I'm, a, I'm the biggest fucking nerd in the world. This actually goes to another thing that, that we're going to get into in a minute with the healthcare debate. So I want to put a pin in it. I'm the biggest fucking nerd in the world for politics. I couldn't name the fucking head of the EPA. Right. I also could not tell you what the CBO does before this week. Right. Uh, but we're learning a bunch of things. And... and and the, the, the thing about the EPA was, like, he could have gutted the EPA quietly. Yeah, get some fucking bland-ass motherfucker who's not going to, like, go on Squawk Box and talk about how fucking <laughs> carbon... What is, what is wrong with you? You are so bad at being evil. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's punishing himself. Maybe, mm. maybe he knows he's being evil, and he's trying to, like, put people in there that will, like... Get him caught. You know the way they say like most serial killers like yeah want to get caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the situation that we're in here. Maybe he wants to get caught, and he's just being like the more crazy shit I do, eventually they'll go like somebody will stop me. Yeah, no, somebody they won't. No, but how awkward does it have to be to be Pruitt and walk in there every day and know that everyone hates you? Oh my, so much. Everybody hates him so much. Did you see, this is something we didn't talk about at all, did you see that ProPublica uh, did a Freedom of Information Act to find out, like, the 400 members of Trump's beachhead teams? No. It's like this... What, what is a beachhead team? So it, it may be something new to the Trump administration, but basically he didn't nominate a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He got He hired, like, 400 people to go into these agencies and do like sort of fact finds mm-hmm. and sort of liaise with the current like you know either like administration holdovers or you know the just fat lifers and, mm-hmm. and government uh, officials 
Um, and they found all these fucking lunatics. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a guy in there uh, who in in uh, was a, who's a survivalist and um, created a bow, like a compound bow that uh, can also double as a, a lean-to stick. Um, it has a, a place to hold water purification tablets and, and a compass on board, which to me sounds like you're just making a, a compound bow worse at being a bow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, I can find sticks in the fucking woods, and mm. I can carry a Ziploc in a pocket with some water pur- purification in it, or I can make a fire. Um, uh... It like just this fucking like group of fucking like crazy people um, was certainly like that was my was there to was there to be like the the group that said like we're gonna make sure these departments are running smoothly. This was the group who like is sort of like the transition team, but also they're just sort of hold in a holding pattern. Like nobody's been nominated, or we're not replacing this guy, or whatever. So they're just kind of hanging out Mm -hmm. in government, kind of fucking shit up. Trump is surrounded by lunatics. Mm-hmm. And it's known that the presidency is isolating and kind of bubbly. But it seems like he, more than many, is really getting whispered to by crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to get into the, you want to move over to, to healthcare? Sure, why not? Let's move over to healthcare. So, uh, also, just, just today, um, Everybody's, everybody's buddy Paul Ryan. Mm-hmm. Who's talking about the world's greatest healthcare of 2017? Yes, that is the official <laughs> name of the fucking policy. Or it's like the world's greatest, or like the best, the best uh, healthcare plan I mean, of I'll, all time. I'll look, I'll look up the, the the exact name. Okay, I think um, whatever it was was just like, are, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, um, so uh. God, what is it? What is it? Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't find it. Well, the, the point is, he was talking about, uh, while, while you're looking for it, I'll, I'll get into it. Uh, he was discussing some of the shortfallings of Obamacare. Uh, and uh, his argument was, like, look, Obamacare doesn't work because it relies on young, healthy people right. to enroll in insurance to pay for sick, older people and... Right. You know, uh, and that's just not that's just not feasible. Um, and then pretty much everyone was like, "Do you not understand what insurance is?" Um. So, uh, well, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what happened. The exact name of this particular healthcare plan, by the way, is world's greatest healthcare. World's greatest healthcare. World's greatest healthcare plan of 2017. Mm-hmm. So strapping for 2018, right? Um, uh, what I what I love about that is that it's the only one. <laughs> so it's right. Yeah, you know, like it's also the worst. Right. It's the funniest, but it's also the saddest. Yes. Um. So. There was actually a really good article in uh, the Washington Post about this, um, which ran down like the possibilities. And on the one side is everybody yelling at Paul Ryan, do you not understand how health insurance works? You have just defined health insurance. Mm-hmm. And car insurance. And car insurance. And life insurance. Life insurance. Uh, uh, somebody stole your stuff insurance, business insurance. Any, yeah. any insurance is... Funded by a pool of people, not using, or it. even just you. Yeah. Um. In the case of life insurance, um, uh, it's funded by uh, you paying a certain amount, um, uh, because at some point in the future you'll die, or you'll need health care, or you'll your car will crash, or not. Right. Well, you I might mean- live forever. Or, and you might not ever need health care because you get hit by lightning and you're dead instantly. Um, uh, but the point is, everybody pays into these pools, and then the people who need the money get it. Right. Because, I mean, logically, let's say you, uh, you have a $10,000 doctor's bill right. because you broke your leg. Um, 
in order for the insurance company to make money in that same month, like 10 people who are paying $1,000 into their insurance need, need to not break their legs. Need to not break their legs. Right. And then they go, okay, great. We've, you know. Right. Like, and I, hopefully for their case, 11 people are doing that. And then they've made a $1,000 that right. month. Right. Which, I mean, and this is why, like, insurance companies are always trying to be like, we didn't know that flood had happened. Because right. all of a sudden, like, 500 people are like, hey, we that, that flood Remember? insurance we yeah. got. Um, uh, so- and... and, and a friend of mine uh, had that, essentially, had that flood thing that you're referring yeah. to. Um, uh, a friend of ours uh, lived in um, an area that was sort of near, like, water level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Sandy came, uh, about six months prior to uh, Sandy coming, the city came to them and said, hey, you should really get this flood insurance. Right. If you, if you have a mortgage... You have to get it. Right. That's just, we're just making the rule. If you own your home outright, uh, you don't. Right. You can, it, it's your call. Do what you want to do. Um, and all the people who had to get it got it. And all the people who didn't have to get it didn't get it, except for like maybe one or two. Um, and then Sandy destroyed all of their homes. No. And the people with the insurance got new homes. And the people without the insurance abandoned their homes and moved on to someplace else in the country because it was too expensive to rebuild. Yeah. Um, so get the insurance. Yeah, right. So, and so everybody uh, in, in, in the social media world and on, in the news, um, like, sat down and was like, Paul Ryan, here's how insurance works. You just designed, defined it, as a matter of fact. Are you an idiot? And the Washington Post said, all right, so that's, that's one option here. Mm-hmm. The other option is, Paul Ryan knows what insurance is, which is probably the case, right? You know, uh, in in part because Paul Ryan has insurance that uh, we pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he didn't, because he's one of the people I want to punch in the face, but and I, mean, I don't want him to get money from me to replace it, to fix his broken nose after I after presumably I punch him in the face. But real even hard. but even regardless, you would you would assume that like unlike the EPA guy who is just filled with evil right um well i don't like paul ryan i do not think that he is an imbecile no right paul ryan um i mean paul ryan paul ryan is dumb enough that he didn't game out what would happen if he actually won these arguments yes <laughs> so he's, but but at some point he and, turned to somebody and said hey how does insurance work right. and they explained it to him right yeah i mean because he was very mad about it for like eight years yeah um uh, so he probably figured out how it works. So Paul Ryan knows how insurance works. Um, I'm not going to punch him in the face, by the way. I want to, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just in case you're listening, Paul, and we wind up in a bar together, you don't have to worry. I'll buy you a drink and tell you an asshole, but I won't punch you in the face. Or if you want to come on, feel free. Yeah, if you want to come on the pod, come on the pod. Um, so Paul Ryan probably knows what's, what insurance is. He instead was probably inelegantly saying that one of the chief problems with Obamacare, or the ACA, is that um, it requires a pool of healthy people to buy insurance uh, so that everybody can reap the benefits of insurance. And one of the things that has not happened at the uh, metrics uh, that the ACA would like in order to stay solvent is that healthy people haven't been buying in. The reason for that is that it is a relatively low penalty to not buy in. Mm -hmm. So people apply game theory and they say, well, right now I can buy in, I can get a relatively crappy plan because I'm unemployed. Um, It won't cost me too much money. It won't cost me a prohibitive amount of money. Or... I can wait until I get sick or need health insurance, buy health insurance at that point, take a penalty, and still and and still wind up ahead. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing. And that has caused a sag in Obamacare. Now, this is a very easy thing to fix. And the fix for it is not kicking millions of people off their insurance mm-hmm. and uh, creating a plan that will raise premiums 
uh, shit all over the idea of uh, socialized medicine. And um, is, is your solution to require them to get health insurance? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could raise the penalty. To 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 what though? Because because I'm with you generally. Sure. But like, here's the situation that I found myself in. Because I I did about two and a half years pre Obamacare, mm-hmm. uh, where I didn't have health insurance. Um, and yeah, that's I, a fun time, ain't it? Yeah, I rolled the dice, and yeah. it like it, it worked. Yeah. You know, I would. I ultimately it was fine. Uh, but I was very much in a situation where I had to choose between rent. Right, sure, and health sure. insurance. Uh, so if I had been required to do so, I couldn't have. I, I didn't well, really have. But there's this nice thing about the ACA that it has thresholds. If you don't make a certain amount of money, you just get fucking insurance. Mm-hmm. And there's Medicaid expansion. Um, uh, so that's not which, really, they're, which they're trying to which now, they're going to take away. Yeah, but that's not really a, a concern under the ACA. The, the concern is literally funding it through healthy people uh, who can afford insurance and are choosing not to buy it. Um, yeah, you make it mandatory, or you just increase the penalty until it's prohibitive, and then they fucking buy health insurance. Hooray! Um, or you could throw out the baby with the bathwater, make a spite bill that may or may not pass. <laughs> Um, that looks terrible and makes you look like the fucking like evil Keebler elf you are, Paul. Well, here's here's the problem that I'm I'm, I'm having because I've been watching an obscene amount of coverage of this, uh, and the the thing that I don't know how to tackle, and you are smarter than me with a lot of these things, so please uh, tackle it for uh, me. Uh, is the um, is the perception that while there are a lot more people who have health insurance mm-hmm. now than they did before, mm-hmm. that health insurance is borderline useless because um, in order to make the health insurance affordable, the premiums or the, um, the deductibles have to be so high that I can't use it anyway because I don't have the money. I don't have that difference. So mm-hmm. not only now am I paying $600 a month, but I need to dig $5,000 into a deductible before I get to use it. Right. I mean, there there are different plans, and there are different. Uh, uh, one of the, one of the unfortunate things is that a lot of states set their own plans, um, and some of them are friendlier than others. Um, uh, there's the Obamacare marketplaces, which exist for states that didn't do that. There are states that did it and weren't disingenuous about it, like New York. There were states that did it and were disingenuous about about it, like a bunch of red states. Um, so in certain areas, yeah, there's there's a problem with the insurers uh, themselves and the plans they're offering. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing I would say does not work, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, it, it's funny because as this whole like as this whole bill has been kind of collapsing, um, I'm excited by the fact that I see the uh, conservative, the, a bunch of conservatives jumping on board and saying, "No, no, no, this is not what we sign on for." And then I listened to their reasons, and I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> when you don't think fails, it goes far enough, want to go even yeah. farther. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is that like, well, ultimately the free market will solve this problem, and I'm like, you know. That we had an experiment in this country up until like six years ago where the free market gave it a good shot. Um, yeah. And it didn't work. Like, we know what that looks like very, very, very well. Right. Like, right now, I get insurance through my wife mm-hmm. um, because I am a single operator. I own my own business, I operate my own business. You're a smooth operator. I'm a smooth operator. And um, so I own and operate my own business. That means I'm uninsurable. Mm -hmm. I could never, ever in a million years afford to do my business and insure myself. Um pre-Obamacare. Right. Now if now if my wife lost her job, right now if my wife lost her job, I could get Obamacare, mm-hmm. and I would be fine. I mean, it would suck because I'd probably get a sh- relatively shitty plan, and yes, there would be the high deductible if I broke my leg, O-T-O-H. I wouldn't go bankrupt if I got cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever these clown asses are going to do next, 
Ali's got to keep her job. Right. Like, we have no fucking resort here to keep health insurance under the, un, under the figures I'm certainly that I'm hearing for what it will cost to insure if, uh, if one or both of us were to become unemployed. I, uh, I was watching, um, fortunately, I mean, we're winning all the time. So, yeah, like, so jobs forever. Uh, it was an interesting, uh, quote from, uh, Trevor Noah, who I haven't been thrilled with his replacement of John Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've discussed this before, uh, but he was on a show called the messy truth, uh, okay. On CNN, and he was saying like, it, "It's it's a misnomer to call it health insurance because car insurance is well, if my car breaks, right, I'm going to need it for you know homeowners insurance. If if a pipe breaks, I'm going to need it. Uh, health insurance, you're going to need it. Yes, there's no question about whether or not you at some point are going to need to get are going to get sick or need to do a checkup or any of those things. So it should be called health." coverage and not health insurance and i think uh i think the issue with this is where his quote stopped but um i think the issue that we're having is that we're still kind of looking at it as insurance like well what if something happens and there's no question that something's going to happen so right we need to be able to take care of of all of those things and and i keep coming back to the fact that people don't have an issue with tanks and people don't have an issue with B-2 bombers and all that. And they're saying, like, we need to keep our country safe. And I keep coming back to, from fucking what? <laughs> like, if we need to keep our country safe, let's cure cancer. Let's, right. you know, like, that's a much bigger deal. Heart disease is a much bigger deal. The number of people who have been killed in, in a war that we've lost is significantly smaller than the number of people who die Every day from health insurance or from uh, from um, from uh, heart disease uh, in the last year since the World War. Well, and also like, say you favor strong defense, and there are arguments on either side, and I I, I don't necessarily disagree that we should have uh, a strong defense and 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 pay good money for that especially for the ancillary things that our troops need like their own health and health care and mm-hmm. the VA and uh, 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 all that good stuff uh, fun the crap out of that shit sure but what are we keeping safe if we're not fucking healthy right that that's my that's my point is that like like if there were an outward threat that like, Human lives are at stake on a daily basis from something like a world war. Then I would say, okay, for a small amount of time, let's refocus. But in a scenario where that threat isn't necessarily there, then I think our government's main responsibility should be keeping us alive. Well, sure, but... Also, like, this is the most resource-laden country in the world, the wealthiest fucking country in the world. We can do a lot of shit. We're just not, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we can absolutely secure our, secure our country and, and, and uh, have, a, have a strong military and also cure cancer and insure everybody. It's just that, you know, our, Donald Trump will be a little less rich. Yeah, um, and... Um we should probably wrap it up relatively soon. Let's do. Uh, but we were we were t- we were watching the news while we were prepping for this, and they had the other story about uh, that part of the repeal is the uh, repealing the uh, the tan tax. Right. Uh, they said because it it caused fifty well, percent of the um, of the tanning bed uh, places to close down over the course of the last few years, um, and that is fifty percent not enough. Yeah, no, as this is I'm always concerned. my fucking thing where people are like, where, where, where conservatives come out and are like, we need to protect these jobs, we need to keep these, jo- these jobs, uh, and then they're like, we need to get a fucking, we need to drill oil out of the ground when we could just use, you know, so- solar and wind yeah. for jobs, as if like, look, I have all fucking sympathy for the fucking receptionist at the fucking tanning salon who's going to have to find another fucking terrible job somewhere. Yeah. And fucking the coal miners who have to go get coal lung someplace else. 
it's tough. I get it. I've been unemployed. It fucking sucks. I, but I have I I have a lot more sympathy for the person who is from a coal family who that's all they did. That's the skill that they've acquired. Sure. That's all that they've ever done. That does not apply to the tanning person. No, that does not fu- apply to those people. You you fucking you don't come from a long family of tanning booths. First of all. <laughs> I think 50% of the tanning salons have closed because people started seeing fucking orange Oompa Loompas in their mitts and realizing that's what was happening and yeah. not going anymore. Second, if it wasn't that, it was the fact that cancer fucking spiked and people realized that they were fucking getting cancer from their fucking tanning beds. Um, I can't imagine that they're fucking... Uh, 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 this is going to turn around the industry... Uh, re- removing the uh, this 10% tax, but fucking whatever. Go for it, you fucking ghouls. You fucking <laughs> hate right. you. Um, so let's get to the bright part. Let's get to, let's get the to our charity. The bright part? No. No, the bright part. Oh. Let's never get to bright part. Let's never do that. Um, Although I will say I check it once a week just to be like, hey, what's the crazy going on? Uh, I don't want to read it. Um, I don't need that in my life. I'm already clearly upset enough. Um, so let's talk about Families USA, the voice for healthcare consumers. FamiliesUSA.org um, is an organization uh, that helped implement the ACA and helped and is now helping to defend the ACA. Now, look, I'm somebody who wants single payer. Yeah, me too. I think that just fucking makes sense and would get us into the 21st century and uh even into the later 20th century um but you know right now i'll take what i can get and the aca needs strong defenders um because certainly rolling it back is not going to get us any any closer to fucking single payer so um if you could throw a couple dollars at families usa familiesusa.org um, they are one of the organizations on the front line of this issue, and they will uh, use that money to lobby Congress. Right, and money saved now, or money spent now, maybe money saved later, for you get totally getting screwed on your health insurance. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dustin. Yep. I think we did a podcast. Yeah. And I hope you don't. I hope you don't get sick. I hope none of us get sick, uh, and I hope that when we do inevitably get sick. Uh, we have good insurance. Oh, and I forgot mm. the worst part of all this. Oh. Uh, one of the things that they plan on getting rid of is requirement for mental health coverage. So not only are you going to come at me with this crazy presidency and all this other stuff, but now when I need to go to the therapist and I need to go to the therapist, you're going to take my mental health coverage away as well. Yeah, of course they are because they're fucking ghouls. Right. Um, you're dick. Don't do that. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>